Welcome to Where Will You Go, the FBC Telehoma Missions podcast, where we ask our members and our listeners the simple question, where will you go as we seek to advance the gospel message of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God from here to the least reached peoples on planet Earth today in the pod? We have our very own Andy Stallings. He's going to be talking to us about an Appalachia trip that's coming up. We hope you'll stick around. Well, welcome to the pod, Andy. It's good to have you up here today. Thank you very much. Tell Glad her, to be here. Tell everybody who you are that may not know who you are and what you do here. I am Andy Stallings. I am the Minister of Discipleship and Administration here at First Baptist Church. Been here for 14 years, and uh, I've been doing mission work in Brazil and Honduras and Canada and Colorado and Boston and lots of other places uh, across the world for many, many years. I love to see God open people's eyes to what he's teaching them and just how he wants to use them. And so uh, my family is Lee, that's my wife, and then uh, Drew and Sammy, that's my son and his new bride, and then Sydney. And uh, they've all been on mission uh, with me in Honduras and, uh, and other places across the United States. So very proud of them as well. So what we're going to address today as far as the work of the church and missions and ministry um, goes is a trip that you've been taking for quite a while to Appalachia. We call it the Appalachian Mission Trip. Can you tell us a little bit about what Appalachia, when we say Appalachia, what is that? What is God's mountain? What happens there? Give us a little rundown of, of where our team goes. And the part of Appalachia, the Appalachia Mountains that we work in is uh, Monroe County. It's one of the poorest counties in the state, if not the poorest. And uh, when we go, we focus on more of a construction environment. We're doing construction mission trips, working with your hands. It's, uh, it's for all ages. Uh, what I like about it is it's a very casual and relaxed environment. There's a big team effort, and there's something for every single person to do. Uh, doesn't matter how young you are or how old. Doesn't matter if you have skills or don't have skills. Uh, there's always something for for everybody to do there. We serve with uh, or we serve God's Mountain Retreat and Circle G Ministries, and we just basically do whatever they want us to do. Uh, they always have a list for us, so we've built a 40 by 80 worship center there from the ground up. We've refurbished cabins, uh, replaced roofs and floors. We've built ramps and decks. Uh, we've cleaned up the property, preparing for a new season of groups. Uh, who come in there to 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 worship God and to to grow in Him and hold worship services and, and and do ministry from there. Through Circle G Ministries, we go out from the retreat into the community and we work to meet needs of some of the poorest people in in, in our nation. Uh, Circle G is an outreach arm of God's Mountain Retreat, and uh, that work can be done. Uh, and in that work, we just do basically anything. It, we've done wheelchair ramps or roofs or it, it doesn't matter anything. Uh, and the ministries that occur when we're we're not there uh, include things like there's a local it's it's like a boys and girls club uh, but they don't use that title and uh, the the director for that is is related to the people who own and and run uh, God's Mountain Retreat and so they do a, a ministry with these kids where they jump on the bus uh, daily they run up to the camp and spend the day kind of a vaca- vacation Bible school environment where they're able to to uh, study the Bible and, and have fun. Uh, they'll jump in the pool, do the water slide and hiking and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, also the retreat hosts worship events and D-Nows and Bible studies and special church events and that kind of thing throughout the year. So the work that we do is to prepare, prepare those environments for those people. 
So it's really up and going for most of the year it is. with people from that area that come in for different activities and then other people who may rent the property for camps or yeah. for denals yep. or whatever. So it's it's really like a small campground in the middle of the mountains. Yep, it is. And, and called beautiful. God's Mountain. So That's right. So how long has First Baptist been going there? How often does First Baptist go up there? Mm-hmm. We started going in 2013. It was an amazing thing. Uh, So now we've been going eight years. I'll tell that story in just a minute. But we go twice a year, spring and fall, uh, usually around somewhere around April, and then we're back uh, around October. Sometimes we match it up with the school uh, break so that uh, students can go uh, or families can go together uh, in total. But, uh, yes, we go twice a year. Uh, But going back to 2013, it began as a a student ministry uh, mission trip. Uh, over fall break and on that trip we re-roofed a house and we canvassed the neighborhood uh, neighborhoods across the community every afternoon so we would work hard on that house that morning and then go out that afternoon after lunch and just go door to door handing out flyers and we were promoting uh, a harvest moon fall festival and we were told by the people in that community that you know we could expect maybe about 100 people uh, to show up at that that, that um, Harvest Moon Fall Festival. And we were going to do free games and um, food, and we had a band. We did giveaways. And then uh, Richard Parker, local pastor there, uh, presented the gospel. And uh, we actually ended up having 262 people registered. There were more than that, but that's how many registered. And of those, 13 actually checked a box that said, I want somebody to come to my house and share the gospel with me. And so that gave Richard and his church opportunity to follow up, go behind us, and actually make some personal contact with these folks uh, for the gospel. And I think one thing that has made that a good partnership is Richard seems to be a good, solid Bible guy. He is. He's not um, off the off the radar somewhere in his own world, but he's a faithful pastor who's faithful to the scriptures, faithful to the word, good, good, solid doctrine. So when you, when you have those contacts like that, you know, somebody's going to go back and give them the truth. It's not just going to be a bait and switch kind of deal. Yeah. You know, and you know, Richard's just one part of that. Um, So Richard's brother-in-law is Randy Fulbright. uh, And then Randy and his dad and his wife, Phyllis, uh, Jack and Randy and Phyllis, they pretty much run the camp. And so, and, and own the camp. And so they're the same way. They're just mm-hmm. solid people. And, you know, anytime you're going into to somebody's house to what, to do whatever, uh, that they're going to follow up with that relationship and they're going to make sure that these folks hear the gospel. And in many cases, we've had the opportunity to share the gospel, but it's great to know that there's follow-up when you go. So since 2013, been going since almost eight years mm-hmm. now, Yep, uh, roughly twice a year during the spring and fall break, started as a youth trip or a student trip. Didn't, yep. That's didn't right. know that. And now there may be the perception that it's a older single or older married couple trip, but that's not really the case. There mm-hmm. are there are some older people that go and they do a lot of the work, but then there's been a lot of young people that tag along on that trip and families tag along and go on that yep. trip and take part in that trip. So it's not a age segregated opportunity; it's a very age integrated opportunity for people to get involved. So what is it exactly that you do there when you go? I know you mentioned construction, and you've gone mm-hmm. out to the community and canvassed. Um, give us a little picture of what it is exactly when you show up. What does it look like? What do you do? Mm-hmm. How does a trip look? Okay, so imagine this. You walk into a, a rustic mountain environment with cabins uh, that, that uh, uh, line this, this road that goes right through the middle of camp, and there's a chow barn, and there's a, a, um, a pool, 
there's a mountainside water slide. Uh, there's a community bathhouse, this kind of thing. And so you're stepping into that environment where, you know, you're going to live for the next several days and <clears throat> you're going to enjoy uh, the work, but you're also going to enjoy the fun too. There's a place to go fishing. And so, you know, we'll take them down to the, to the pond and go fishing. As you said, there's st- something for all ages. And so we've got kids who've gone with us and sometimes, you know, they, They'll work a little while painting or, or something that they can do, and then they're ready to take a break. And so they'll go grab a Frisbee, you know, or they'll go jump on a, a, a golf cart and ride around picking up sticks or, or just taking a tour of the place or hitting some of these other fun things to do, hitting the game room, that kind of thing. But when we're there, you know, we're there to help uh, Randy and his family with the uh, construction needs of uh, the camp and then again, you know, anything beyond that. So in our history, we have built a 40 by 80 uh, worship center up there from the ground up. I remember the first time we walked on that lot, and it was just a muddy lot, and and these poles were sticking up out of the ground. They were all uh, pretty much doing nothing. They're just sitting there. And we, we caught a vision to, to build that uh, worship center, and that's been wonderful. Uh, so that's been the, the, the focus of our work. But again, we do these other things uh, when we're there. Uh, the other thing you can do when you're there is you can go on a Bible hike. They've, they've built this Bible hike. Uh, you just go station to station. You read something about the Bible or you're experiencing a, a story or parable from the Bible. They also have a low ropes course and a zip line. Uh, while we're there, we prepare our own meals. We actually carry a kitchen team, and we eat very well when we're there. I usually come back heavier than when I, when I went. And uh, when I left, but uh, our Bible studies, we do Bible studies every evening, which is, which is always great. We really enjoy that. Uh, sometimes we even go out for ice cream after that. Our teams are usually about 12 to 20 people uh, with a ri- wide range of construction skills, some, I mean, from none to expert. And every day we divide into several teams to accomplish specific projects. So there'll be a painting team or there'll be a a team that's preparing material for the painting. There'll be a construction team, uh, electrical team, plumbing, whatever it might be, whatever the work is that time. We do trim work, uh, site clearing, uh, just whatever Randy needs us to do when we're there. Uh, we regroup at, at every meal time. We share meals together, and then it's back to work uh, or play for some. You know, they want a break from work. That's fine. They'll go swimming or fishing or hiking or just sit in rocking chairs and enjoy the cool breeze up in the mountains. Uh, but that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. That's what we do when we're there. Well, you know what that sound means. I'm going to share with you the book of the month for the month of September. It is Strangers Next Door by J.D. Payne. It's not a brand new book, but it's a very relevant book for where we are in our culture and our world as we see people fleeing their countries, being driven out of their countries. Even right now, we have been recently... Uh, made aware of the plight of these Afghanis and how they're being resettled in different places, even here in the United States. JD's Payne, J.D. Payne's book, Strangers Next Door, gives you some encouragement, challenges you to not just think about going overseas and engaging the unreached, but to think about those that God brings to our doorstep. How are we to relate to them? They're not supposed to remain invisible. They're not supposed to disappear into the crowds. They're not supposed to be overlooked. God has brought them to us to reach them. This book will help you understand the refugee crisis and the opportunities we have to engage the lost who come to our doorstep. Strangers Next Door, J.D. Payne. It's our book of the month. We hope you'll get it. We hope you'll read it. So, Andy, you mentioned the worship center. Is that that metal building mm-hmm. on up on the road it there is. as you go in? So I, I know that building is getting 
a lot, a lot of use um, mm-hmm. since it's been built. And I'm really disappointed as you went through the day by day, you know, events and what it looked like that you didn't mention stacking plates. I know that's been <laughs> that a major part of, part of Appalachia Mission Trip. If you don't know about stacking plates, and that's okay, um, but if you go on the trip, I do think you'll learn the importance of stacking plates. Stacking plates in the trash can. That's okay. right. We're All nesting. Right. We're nesting our nesting paper goods. the plates. That's we're right. nesting them. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we didn't miss that. Yeah. Miss that part of the trip that I've I've heard quite a bit about. So, you know, you've got a trip coming up, and it's coming up in, in next month. And you've announced that there's sign up lists, and you know there may be some folks listening to this podcast, part of our church, that you know are thinking about it. They're kind of on the fence. They're not sure: is this something I need to do, or is this something me and my wife, or me and my husband need to do, or me and my children need to do, uh, my students need to do? What do you say to that person who's got all the excuses, all the concerns, all the question marks, and they're sitting on the fence? To what do you say to them about going on this trip? Well, let me give you the details of that. It's going to be Thursday through Saturday, October the 14th through the 16th. This is one of those trips that is very inexpensive. It's just $100 a person. All you're doing there is just covering your food, your travel, and your lodging. Um, and <clears throat> we're going to be registering by, for, the, for that trip, by the way, through October the 10th. But what I say to folks when they come inquiring about, their, you know, they've never been, and in most cases they've never been anywhere and on mission, and so what I tell them is go once and just discover uh, how God wants to use you in his mission uh, beyond your local church. And so some have started here, and it's been amazing to watch what God has done in their lives as they have gone on to serve uh, alongside me in Honduras, some many times in Honduras, uh, some in, in France and Germany and Clarkston, Georgia, and I could just go on and on. But they got their feet wet in Appalachia, and it's been remarkable. So I would say just come experience a very safe and simple environment. Everybody speaks English. Uh, the food is great. Uh, we're even just two hours and 50 minutes from home. So if, if you got in the middle of it and said, you know, I, I think I need to go home or mama's calling, uh, that's fine. Uh, you can head back home and it's pretty, it's pretty simple. But uh, the big thing is go and get your feet wet, learn what it is to do mission. And one of the things I tell folks uh, all the time about uh, getting started in missions uh, is have this mindset that you're going to go do something for somebody else expecting nothing in return because that's that's what God's called us to do. And so when they do that, you'll see that light come on in them. Uh, they begin to fall in love with this concept of mission, and they begin to believe in themselves that they can do this. And it's, so this is a great first step into missions. And uh, I've seen a lot of life change through this. It's been amazing. Well, and beyond that, you know, we live in a self-centered society, number one. We, we constantly are being encouraged through media, through movies, through life in general to to think about ourselves. That's why selfies are such a big deal. That's mm-hmm. why people want likes on their Facebook pages and they want uh, recognition on their Instagram pages and retweets on their Twitter account. And, yep. you know, we want people to notice us and to think about us. And, you know, the, the proof is in the statistics, we are living in a world that is becoming, especially the first world, becoming more and more and more depressed, more and more anxious, more and more downcast, more and more characterized by despair. And, you know, when you think about others, when you begin to pray for others, when you begin to look for opportunities to serve others, and instead of trying to elevate yourself and exalt yourself, you humble yourself, you find out that in the end, those who humble themselves, God exalts in, a, in another way. Mm-hmm. And we're encouraged. So there is a major plus to go and serve others. But then if you're just a selfish person and you want to take a selfie, I mean, that's a beautiful place to take a selfie, is it not? <laughs> it really I, mean, is, sure. I mean, you've got the, the mountains right outside the door of the cabins. It's yep. just a beautiful 
beautiful place. And beyond that, it's a place where you can fellowship. It's not just work and put your nose to the grind, right. but you get time to unwind with some of uh, your your brothers and sisters in Christ, and you get to meet some new brothers and sisters in Christ. And so there's a plus of fellowship, the plus of the beauty of creation and the glory of God surrounding you, and the opportunity to serve in a very easy way, yet a valuable a valuable way that will encourage others. You know, let me interrupt you if you don't mind. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've shared with some other folks, uh, another reason for going, I guess, is that uh, sometimes people feel distanced from God. We know that God hasn't gone anywhere, but we mm-hmm. distance ourselves from God. And so you, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, you're, you're in God's environment. You know, it, it's, it's named God's mountain, but from there, you can look around and just see God. And at work, you can see God in his creation. It's remarkable. And I was told one time that uh, anytime you feel distance from God, uh, the immediate, the quick cure for that is just go do something for somebody else. Because when you do, you're acting in God's nature, you're, you're acting, the image of God is seen through you, and you, you're experiencing what it is to not be God, but to act like God to someone else, because God's a giver and a provider. And so when you do something for somebody else, and again, expecting nothing in return, you're acting like God, and it brings you closer to God. So those two working together, the environment and then doing something uh, in God's consistent with God's character and, and nature, uh, it's remarkable what it does in people's lives. It's just a benefit to be able to pull away from everything, be surrounded by God's creation, and focus mm-hmm. on serving. That's right. It's just a, it is an encouragement and a blessing. As we think about this upcoming trip and just uh, the, the ministry in itself, how, are, how can we pray? What are some things we can pray for as we bring our time to a close? You know, I mentioned a minute ago Randy Fulbright, who uh, owns and directs the, the camp and is over uh, Circle G Ministries. Recently, he has had a little heart issue, and uh, he was hospitalized with AFib. And so this is new. He has no history of heart uh, issues, but we certainly want to be in prayer for, for Randy. And um, we pray for, for God's Mountain. Uh, the ministries there have absolutely never advertised. I mean, it is just word of mouth. And it's been amazing to watch God provide for them. So they're doing very, very well. Churches are still uh, sending uh, groups there, and, and they're loving it, and it's just wonderful. Uh, but it's always good to just pray for them that, you know, hey, the word will spread even further. They, you'd be amazed. They have churches that come from Texas and beyond. Uh, and they're regulars. Also pray for for God's team to form. Um, I always pray about this time when we've announced it and we're waiting to see who's going to go, that uh, just asking God, God, you form your team. You know who you want to put together to to, to go on mission this time. And so we just trust him with that. And I've had some surprises down through the years, very pleasant surprises, people that I thought, "Mm, I'm not sure this is going to be a good fit for you. And then they get there and it's a perfect fit for them. Uh, and, and some of it is that selfishness, like you talked about. Uh, but God knows what he's doing. It's, it's remarkable. We also pray for safety uh, for our teams. Uh, we do carry people of all ages, and uh, we do things. Uh, some of us do things that are more dangerous than other mm-hmm. things. And uh, the Lord's blessed. We've, of course, like any other mission team, we've prayed that every time we've gone. But um, he has blessed, and we have had no serious injuries, nothing like that uh, down through the, the years. So we're, we're very happy about that, but we also pray about it every single time. Mm-hmm. And then just ask God to use our team to impact others for his kingdom. 
uh, we work to create worship environments and a great place for people to to hear the gospel and to, and to be discipled. And you know, if we weren't doing that, we wouldn't be going. So it, it just makes sense that we would pray about those who come behind us, uh, not necessarily to continue the work, but rather that those who come behind us to be uh, products of what God wants to do through these facilities and through the work that we do there. So uh, we want it to be successful in the kingdom of God, and we leave that in his hands, but we ask him for it. Well, let's pray. God, we thank you for these uh, trips that have been taken over the years and also those that um, own and work and run God's Mountain Retreat and the connections that are there. And we pray specifically for Randy as he's had a little heart issue uh, recently uh, with the AFib. And we just pray that you would heal him and bring him stability there so that he can be focused on the work. God, we pray for the the work there, the ministry there, uh, the facilities there, and the reach that it has into uh, that area of Appalachia as well as around the country. And God, that you would just bring the right people there that need to hear the gospel, the right people there that need to be refreshed in the gospel, and that you would use them. God, we pray for your team to form as people consider this trip in October, that you would move and motivate and burden the right folks and bring the right team together. When they're there, we do pray for their safety, that you would watch over them, protect them, keep them safe, keep them from harm as they use tools and as they climb ladders and as they possibly get on roofs and whatever they do, that you would just watch over them and keep them safe and that you would use them, God, to impact others for your kingdom, whether it's through encouraging those that labor there on a weekly basis or whether it's encountering and encouraging and engaging those who don't know you yet. We pray that you would use them for our, for your glory, and we will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here today, Andy. If you, you have heard us breathing hard, hiccuping, you know, kind of grunting, <laughs> we just climbed three flights of stairs after eating a lot of chicken fried rice and such. So, you know, that doesn't normally happen in the pod, but today we're suffering a bit. So you'll have to overlook any grunts any hard breathing um it just is what it is folks don't do a podcast right after you eat a big bowl of chicken fried rice important safety tip that's right important safety (laughs) tip right thank you for joining us today in the pod we want to remind you again please stop by the missions hallway poke the buttons on the kiosk check out what you see on the screen think about pray about consider how god can use you and where God will send you. Download the Joshua Project. Pray for the unreached people of the day. Thank you for joining us. We hope to see you or hear you next time as we gather in the pod. God bless.